Hey guys, I want to welcome you to the weekly Wednesday for the Financial Freedom Newsletter, where every week, every Wednesday, we delve into something inspirational, motivational, something excerpt taken from the Financial Freedom Weekly Newsletter. Wherever you are, if you're listening on Spotify, on iTunes, Google, be sure to click the like, subscribe, share, comment. Without ado, let's get into the show. Hey guys, welcome to this week's podcast episode for the Financial Freedom Podcast. I'm your host, Dr. Christopher Liu. And today I'm delighted to have a special guest, Stephanie Fee, and she is committed to living a life that is wildly authentic. We're going to be talking about leadership, startups, what leadership looks like, writing your story resilience and i'm really excited for this session so stephanie welcome hi thanks for having me i'm excited too yeah i know we had connected through Podmatch, and um like i said i'm always in the marketplace for new ideas people doing different things getting the insights and distinctions and applying it so tell the audience about your story your background how you got started sure well it's it's quite long. What I'll say is that I've been on sort of a non-linear path to self-development, to transforming my life. This place that I kind of always dreamed of, which was a life of my design that really just felt good to me um, and kind of called in the things that I want to have happen without having to make it so hard. You know, I learned at an early age or I taught myself and the world sort of seemed to teach me that um, if I wanted, if I wanted something good, if I wanted to advance in my life in any way, shape or form, that it had to be hard. And so I've really um, kind of been on this journey as of late, really, like, th- that's not true. And when yeah. you say, uh, you know, this revelation that it's not hard, what, what are some of the epiphanies and revelations that you discovered? Yeah, well, I think, Dating back to when I was about 23 years old, I worked for an incredible company and there was, that's where I started like a path of self-development because they really promoted self-development in everything we did. I worked with entrepreneurs. And so, you know, that was, that was a really cool path to be on so young. So conceptually, I learned how to, you know, sort of rewrite, you know, the narrative to my future, attract in, this was like around the time The Secret was produced, if you know that um, documentary. Um, So I learned this stuff, but then to take it and actually absorb it, I'll tell you, you know, that takes some time. So in the process, so much has happened in those 20, that's been 20 years ago now. And um I think you can know something, but then to actually believe it and integrate it, it takes it takes time and it takes new perspective and unwinding those stories and really recognize where you started telling yourself these things, right? So um, my stories went back from when I was quite young. So I had a, a, a tough childhood, um, an abusive household, lots of chaos, and and it always felt like everything I I wanted had have it, it always had to be tough it always had to be hard i always had to you know um to kind of pummel through and fight for it and that became really exhausting 
Is that answering your question? <laughs> so it sounds like more like you're talking more about alignment and, you know, getting in direction with, you know, destiny or karma, whatever, you know, dharma, what they talk about. And, uh, you know, basically getting congruent your purpose. But I really love this because, you know, you've done a lot of things. And um, what I love is you, how you can incorporate. So one first thing is you talk about... Um, writing your story and the joy and pain that comes from vulnerability we live in a culture where you know we have to appear that everything is great on the outside and so but that's not the real truth tell us more yeah vulnerability to me is something i was just born with and i could never get away from not being vulnerable right because it's my nature to be open and so from again from a really young age that made me very susceptible to being hurt because when you don't also have sort of the um the well-being and the the sort of resilience that's built over time helps you become vulnerable in a way that is less susceptible because there's this like deep level of of confidence that you can carry with it um so i feel like that's what's shifted a lot and then there were times where I kind of blocked that out because I was like, well, I'm vulnerable. And then I feel like I'm punished for it. I feel like um, if I if I tear up, then then it's a comment later of you're emotional or, you know, some type of, of um, reflection back at me. And then, of course, over the last what, five years or maybe a little bit more, there's been the conversation has been more universal about vulnerability and um, and I think as a, as a female, you know, the conditioning society has for us compared to men, maybe we, we, it's okay. It, it's sort of been okay for us to be vulnerable. It hasn't because when we are, we've felt like, or at least I've felt like it comes back to you in sort of a, a, a way. And I love now that, you know, men are a part of this conversation and men are getting involved um, because I think that that means that then um, men and women can connect on different levels, especially when it comes to like, um, well, relationships, of course, but then also in in leadership, in company. Um, so I kind of have shifted, you know, my role as like a female with vulner being vulnerable and unafraid to be so as like almost like a responsibility and that I can help, I can help like not just women, but men also um, kind of step into that space and they tend to trust me and um and feel like they can tell me what they want to say that maybe they can't say outside of the realm of our our bubble so that they can eventually do that right but you got to start somewhere yeah. and you turn this story you turn this um wildly authentic and unearthing transmuting pain into potential writing your story into leadership and you learn some leadership experiences which you dub courageous leadership more gut, less ego. I think our world has too much ego these days. Um, and I'd love for you to expand upon that idea. Yeah. Well, I, I think, again, it's it's conditioning. And then it's also just, um, we end up like leading with our egos. And you find this in so many messages that are put out there. Like, my title is CEO. You know, I have a startup. I I never really, I was like, I'm not that important, you know, and I don't mean that in that I don't think that I'm an important human being or that I don't have a lot to offer. I mean, 
why are we why are we putting people up on these unhealthy pedestals that they then think they have to match up with this sort of you know be steve steve jobs or be lebron james or be you know i know lebron is a basketball player but like be perfect be this this picture well i watched people deteriorate leaders deteriorate over and over again primarily ceo positions and so and i started to feel that way granted i had this core of health and wellness so i was able to like not go too deep with that but i was i was feeling really like really heavy about the weight of the world on me. Like I'm responsible for everyone, everything, all the messaging, everything the company has to offer. It's me, me, me. Nah, that's not the kind of life I want the company to live. That's really arrogant and very ego driven. And so, you know, I started realizing I'm like, okay, my co-founder is amazing at presenting. She should be on podcasts. We need to share in this um, you know, in this experience rather than like put it all on one person and then you're carrying this around the whole time. So I think, you know, the ego, after you start realizing what it is, it's like, I'll just talk to myself and I'll be like, oh, that's so gross. That's my ego. Get it out of there, clear it and like, you know, move forward with, with progress, you know? So um, we tell ourselves a lot of stories about the way we need to look and act and behave and in leadership and this is all a farce it's all it's it's history it doesn't have to be now you know that's that's kind of how i'm going after it mm. yeah it's interesting in studying billionaires and you know people have picture perfect lives i've you know i've learned that uh, what you see on the surface is magnified what's going on you know there's skeletons and you know a lot of things going on that you don't see you realize and you know a lot of it's mm -hmm. um you know all of it's like a show so um one oh, thing sorry. is yeah and then um so you talk about this idea of what true leadership looks like overcoming appearance i've I watched some interviews on bloomberg and you know they're all polished and you know up you know everything but that's not what real leadership is tell us more about overcoming appearance yeah i mean i always ask people in regard to you know getting ready like what do you do that helps you feel like you're at a high performance level you know um and and i feel like how we dress or present ourselves is like is all about being authentic and being authentic means you're gonna care really you're gonna care but you're gonna do it in a way that really is original for you because if you don't care you're probably not being authentic because there's probably some kind of rub in there or some some reason why you're like i'm not gonna do it because i'm just gonna show that i can wear a sweatshirt okay if that's why you're doing it it's not authentic right <laughs> um <laughs> if you're wearing a suit and you're like this is what how i love showing up and i feel really good then great on you but i think showing up is so much about our energy and then we're losing out on um the beauty of self-expression when we like stifle ourselves to be like you must dress like this otherwise we don't think that you look like you can handle it you know um you look too fun or you don't look fun enough right it's never and so i say freedom of expression 
and everyone is creative. And I think how we show up and our appearance really, it's just such a great expression of ourselves. And so I love just watching when people show up to like a cool, you know, party and they're free to dress however they want. And like, I just loved seeing the originality, even if it is like a t-shirt, maybe it's a hilarious t-shirt that grabs your attention, right? Maybe that's how you show up and that's your authentic self. I don't know. I say, go for it. <laughs> I always love hanging around artists, musicians, athletes, because um, they, they, you have this, um, when you're around them, they have, you have this creative energy about you and you know nobody's judging you by what watch you're wearing or you know these superficial things one thing is uh as a leader you know you've done a lot of things basically you're ceo co-founder of knock sustainable wellness and you know you do your founder and writer as well and um so you work with a lot of clients in this realm of authenticity vulnerability you're gonna get misunderstood what do you want people to know that um they don't know and that they most often misunderstand about you the most mm, about me good that's a good question I'm going to actually daringly make an assumption here only based on you know responses that i've i've gotten right like the the comments in certain contexts before uh people really know me so um something that is interesting is that because I'm a creative person and because uh, I'm I'm a writer, I'm a storyteller, all these things, that what people don't understand is I love the business world. Like I'm obsessed with startups and scaling and growth and making an impact. I, I really do looking at that data. I, I'm always listening to a business book, something, you know, that's going to make our offer better or something that's going to add more value. And so I think maybe, you know, because of appearances or my personality, because I'm so kind of open and, and more casual, that that can be overlooked. And, uh, and yeah, so also sometimes people, this is kind of me making a joke, people think I'm like 25, and I'm 43. And I think maybe I look a little bit better on Zoom than I do in person. Um, maybe we all do. I don't know. But it's kind of funny because sometimes I'm just like, oh, no, I'm, I'm actually, because they'll say, how do you know this stuff? You're only like in your 20s. I don't think I look like I'm in my 20s, but <laughs> it's funny. So I'm also, for, I'm 43. I've had a lot of, a big breadth of experience and, um, and yeah. I'm a creative who also loves the business world, especially social entrepreneurs. Yeah, I love that. And um, so I really love this idea how you take your your um, kind of this creative energy, you mold it and you shaped it and you've done a lot of great things. How can people follow you on social media, uh, contact you and reach out to you? Yeah, so my Instagram and LinkedIn are probably the best. So under um, Stephanie Linfee, uh, Instagram and then LinkedIn, uh, Stephanie Fee Mashek, I think it's under. Um, you can find me there. And then there's links to Knock Wellness. We offer organizations, what we call SWAS. So you <laughs> might know SAS. We offer sustainable wellness as a service for impact driven companies. And then, yeah, I do memoir writing and private work with people on storytelling. So leaders. And uh, yeah, so. 
Thanks so much for a really interesting, vibrant conversation. All of um, Stephanie's resources will be in the links and show notes. And, and thanks so much for coming on to the podcast. Thanks for having me. It was great. I hope you really enjoyed that wonderful, inspirational, motivational piece. Again, if you, wherever you are listening, if you liked it, be sure to like, comment, share, subscribe. We're on everywhere, Spotify, iTunes, Google, Amazon, Audible. And without much ado, be sure to thank this show's sponsors, and we'll see you next week.